Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Welcome to episode 193. Boy, are we getting close to episode 200. It's uncanny. What are we going to do? How are we going to celebrate? Who knows? It's probably too late to even start thinking about that. Let's start some music. Just for the record, today is Wednesday, hump day. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard right now. And today is November 3rd. I couldn't remember what month it is. Today is November 3rd. Time marches on, doesn't it? Um, we were talking about uh, Halloween outfits right before we went live on the show. This is in the pre-show. Today is really a lot of drama. Just for you Spotify listeners who probably couldn't care less, I'll just recap just so you guys are... Just so whatever I say on the show is maybe going to make more sense. Um, so Reddit would not let me live stream this morning. This is, I was, it's funny. I was just saying the other day, if there were like a a cocktail party at Reddit corporate and I walked in, I was surmising that at least someone would recognize me. Someone in amongst the Reddit higher up, someone that probably keeps an eye on our pan or something would be like, Oh, there's that hat guy, right? I was surmising that. And now just, you know, here it is a couple days later. Now I can't even live stream on the goddamn thing. So it is what it is. So we're streaming uh, through now Twitch and YouTube and Twitter and all that stuff. So we get the widescreen. And uh, we're going to go with that. We're going to see how it goes. It's going to be a bucking Bronco, but that's okay. Sometimes... Sometimes when you get comfortable, you need to be shaken up a little bit. It reminds me of a a Chappelle. I was watching a Chappelle, I think his latest special. And he was saying early in the special, he's like, you know what? I'm thinking about quitting comedy because I'm bored because I'm so good. He's like, I know every show I do is going to be very well received. Now, I'm not saying that about my show, etc., etc. But I will say... I'm very comfortable. I, I'm not, it's funny. I'm not necessarily uh, uh, proud of my, of the quality level. I'm proud-ish of the quality level. It's like I'm, I'm proud enough. It doesn't keep me up at night. I'm good enough. <laughs> I want to be better, but I'm kind of good enough. I'm able to sleep at night. But this curveball that I got today, this it's kind of exciting because normally I can do this show... Um, in my sleep, in a way. I'm not saying it's good, but what I do, I can do in my sleep. So, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Happy hump day, everybody. Um, So I had a, uh, I just wanted to show you guys. I think I was showing books yesterday, if I remember correctly. I had a purchase from Amazon come in that I'm very excited about. Now, I've, I've explained, for anyone that's new today, I'll just try to recap really really quickly uh i like to buy books i like to buy books more than i like to read books so sometimes i buy a book it's going to sit on my shelf for a long time before i get to it and also i have this ongoing lifelong project of uh, curing myself of cancer hopefully way before i have cancer but i've just always i was saying the other day i look at life from a perspective of look i'm probably going to get it So why don't I research it now? Well, I have really now 
what I believe to be my most important book in my collection of this whole lifelong thing. It came yesterday from Amazon. Here it is. Cancer as a... Let's get it to focus. Focus, you mofo. Cancer as a metabolic disease. I wonder why my camera won't focus on that. There we go. Cancer as a metabolic disease. This is from Thomas Seyfried, S-E-Y-F-R-I-E-D. Um, this dude is, uh, I've, I first saw this guy lecture on cancer, I don't know, several years ago. And it's like, it's making too much sense. You know how something like, uh, you know, cancer is this boogeyman, right? We, we pour billions upon billions upon billions into it every single year. The war on cancer. And if you ever, if you if you're ever paying attention at some point, you got to say to yourself, uh, why isn't anything making sense? <laughs> you know, it doesn't really feel like it's making much sense. Well, I saw this Thomas Seyfried. He's a, uh, he, he first, uh, made his bones, um, he was de- I think he was dealing with epileptic children. And then he switched over to cancer. I think so there might be something about he came at this uh, from an outside perspective that maybe gave him an advantage. But it's a, it's one of the very few times where I'm, I'm watching a lecture and it's like, God damn, this guy's actually making sense. And more sense and more sense. It's like, you know, everything he was saying, it's like, oh, all these other pieces fall into place when he explains it this way. So I became a real fan of his. Now, it's funny. I I have learned over time that um, there are certain books like this where they, they're they almost like Holy Grail books in a certain topic. I think this is one of the cancer Holy Grail books. Cancer as a metabolic disease. I said on a show a long time ago that... Um, the secret is in the mitochondria of the cell. That's where this shit, that's where the rubber really hits the road of cancer. Well, I got it from Seafried from his lectures. Now, what I've noticed about a whole, when you get a holy grail book on a certain topic, one of the ways you can tell that you're on the right track is they're insanely overpriced. So this is not a particularly big hardcover book. I don't know how many pages it is. It's uh Let's say it's uh, maybe 300 pages. It's just, it's not all that heavy for a hardcover. This thing was like 150 bucks, <laughs> you know? And I've seen way worse. I've seen way worse. Before I forget, let's get to Tank's music homework today. Oh, it's the Bee Gees jive talking. Oh my God. I can hear it in my head. That's a jam. Tremendous pick, Tank. Thank you, sir. That's wonderful. So, uh, yes, there are these Holy Grail books and you can tell that the, uh, you can tell that the powers that maybe shouldn't be sometimes don't want us to read these books. Like there's a, uh, there's a book about the, uh, uh, basically the crack epidemic. I believe the book is called Barry and the Boys. Barry and the boys. As a matter of fact, what the hell? Let me let me look it up on Amazon right now. Barry and the boys. And so historically, this is one of those books. Bar- Barry Seal was a uh, a 
pilot importing drugs into America for the CIA. Um, I believe Tom Cruise just did a movie based on his story, which of course that means it's going to be bullshit. It's not going to be real. Let me see Barry and the boys. Let's see what it costs today. Oh, Barry and the boys, the CIA, the mob and America's secret history. That book is $189 today. $189. If you've ever heard, uh, so so that's a that's a little indication that uh, oh, I might want to pick that book up because they don't they don't want me to have the book. Um. <laughs> Tank says, "I am the mitochondria of music." Yes, you are, sir. See, you're learning. You're learning. You're reinforcing this idea through your humor. You're helping everyone remember, I need to be worried about my mitochondria. That's what it's really about. So, anyway, now what the hell was I talking about? I, I remember uh, there was a... Have you ever heard the hullabaloo about this glyphosate stuff, which is they spray over all the crops and it's it's causing all sorts of apparently digestive problems and in livestock and in people that are eating the it's this whole fucking thing i think it was monsanto maybe anyway there's a i found a book i found a book um and it was on amazon and it was it was some sort of project it seemed like an official ish book it came i can't remember where it came i'll have to look it up and post it to twitter but this uh this thing was like a thousand dollars to buy this book and i think i i almost fucking bought it just because it's like i want to see what's in that goddamn book why don't you want me to own it i'm gonna pony up but then i i, I think what i finally determined is there's it's not like i'm going to be able to do anything about it lord knows what's in that book i'm sure something very damning I'm sure they, you know they caught the industry red-handed or something like that. So I would I would plop down a grand to get the book. I'd read the secret, and there 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 wouldn't be a goddamn thing that I could do about it, you know. <laughs> Tank says I'm still mad at Brianna's selfish letter yesterday. Selfish twat waffle. Now let's see. She must have been the one about the baby shower <laughs> she wanted she was at her cousin's baby shower the the cousin lost the baby later and then she wants to know when can i ask her to get my money back or get the gift back <laughs> it is one of the most horrible letters you know i it's funny you mentioned that tank because because uh i was thinking about that too later yesterday and i i here was my thought I thought, was I not mean enough to her? Because she is a person, I don't want her to listen to the show anymore, right? She doesn't deserve it. It's just, please move on to something else. And uh, so that was my regret. So I guess maybe now that we're talking about her two shows in a row, in the off chance that she's still listening, now she's going to hear it again. Selfish. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what's in the mailbag today? 
We can only surmise. We can only surmise. I'm trying to think of if I can th think of any of these, uh, any other uh, of these like Holy Grail books. I I keep a list. There's a you know I got a. You know how you can do lists in in uh, Amazon. Somewhere I think I have a list of books that I've sort of earmarked for. You know, one day when I get a hair up my ass, I'm gonna buy that book. I wonder what the most expensive book I've ever gotten is. I think so. I think it was a set. If I had to think about it, I saw a. Uh, a speech once by uh, a retired colonel, Fletcher Prouty. Colonel Fletcher Prouty. Um, and uh, this guy mentioned these books, uh, this set of books out of China. Oxford University, who, of course, I mean, they kind of run the world, basically. Or that, you know... It's part, it's part of the, the system, the machine. They did some huge study on China way back in the day. And of course, you know, now it's a very loaded time to even be talking about this. So to make it clear, I'm talking about these books were written, I think, in the 50s or 60s. Well, Fletcher Prouty said he was talking about that volume of books. Because I think someone asked him, like, who runs the world? He would have been asked this like in the 80s, maybe. And part of his answer was, well, maybe the Chinese actually um, are, are more prominent than you think. And he goes into a story from these books out of Oxford. I have the set. Some, I think I have it at Studio A. And he says, he says back in the day, he said for, he said for centuries, the way they uh, gathered information, of course, there was a big trade route through China, right? So they had people going in and out all the time. And he said they had this system where people could come to this gathering place and they would just verbally, like, tell shit they knew. You know, so you'd get a guy from, uh, I don't know, whatever, some guy from Saudi Arabia comes through and they'd be like, hey, hey, come, come here to this pavilion and tell us about... Uh, camel husbandry or whatever just whatever you know about please tell us about this okay so they the guy would come in he would spout he would spout his knowledge and he would go now of course this is before way before microphones electron electricity right so what how did they record this thing they had to have a guy sitting there writing shit now, here's the interesting thing that is mentioned in that book that made me buy it. He said they had a way where, again, this, this hub where they would have people speak, almost like lecture, this was, I guess, a known thing way back in those days. Pe people coming through, if they had something to share, they'd, go, they'd just go spout it at this place. Here's what got me to buy the set. They had a way, the Chinese, this is hundreds of years ago, they had a way where one guy could listen to, I think he said up to six speeches at the same time. He could have six people talking and this Chinese dude could accurately record all six speeches 
How the fuck did they do this? That was so interesting to me that I bought the whole set. Maybe I'll remember, I'll tweet about it if I ever get back to Studio A. That set is sitting in my um is sitting in my in my desk actually in, inside my desk. It's like a six or seven volume. It's it's like this wide. I couldn't do that on Reddit with the narrow screen. I paid probably a thousand bucks, I'll bet, for that set. Just for that one little thing. I wanted to see if inside of it did they explain how the how these guys did that. And you know what's funny? I haven't read that far yet because I don't read entire books all at once. I jump around all the time. Anyway, cancer is a metabolic disease. I'll have you know, too, RoboKitty will be happy to hear. And I showed a book yesterday. This this uh, Seafried is uh, very high on um, um, ketogenic diet. He says carbs feed these cancer cells and stuff. Bada bing, the stars are aligning. Pretty exciting. What the hell time is it? 7.17. So far, no Deer Slayer is no problem. I'm not saying this is a great show. But I did just notice. Okay, so I I don't have my mail back. Okay, thank God. There, there it is. All right. So I was kicking around uh, uh, early. I was I got up at three this morning. This is a problem. I'm starting this trend. It's just way too early to get up, and then I wonder why I need to go to sleep. You know, by eight p.m. Anyway. I was kicking around the internet because I had so much extra time. And I just saw, I saw a couple of stories. I tweeted them out at Chicago. Tony is my uh, Twitter account. One, it's just little bits of evidence here that we're trying to build into a case over time. So one, uh, one more robotic domino has fallen. White Castle thinks a robot can make better French fries. That's what they say. This was an article. Let's see if I still have it up. Yes. White Castle thinks a robot can make better French fries. This was uh, on CNN Business. Uh, It's harder than you might think to deliver French fries that aren't too crispy or soggy. Just ask the burger chain White Castle. Oh, well, gee, I'm so so sorry that fucking White Castle... uh, What have they been... They've been doing this shit for like a hundred years now, right? Where was the first White Castle? I think it was in Indianapolis, Indiana, wasn't it? Home home of the greatest spectacle in racing. How these businesses ever survived. Where they must have been just wasting tons of potatoes. Every day trying to get it right. It's it's such a tricky fucking business. (laughs) Timing is key, the article says. Fries need to be in oil for the right amount of time. But employees in fast food restaurants are often subject to a flurry of distractions in the kitchen. Which is hot and noisy. Gets even more hectic during peak times. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you... I, I mean... How did they ever make a good french fry? It's really a miracle. 
These people were so overtaxed, I'm sure, to make a fr French fry. <laughs> Robo Kitty says, White Castle, I'm getting abdominal cramps just thinking about it. You know, I've never had White Castle in my life. But I, I'm 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 actually like I'm actually I'm a little offended by this article, if I'm being honest. I mean, how fucking dumb do they think we are? I mean, all right, this timing of French fry thing, right? I mean, these fry baskets are automated, aren't they? Doesn't everyone have that shit? You put it down, but there's some sort of little timer. And then so when the time is up, the basket rises up. I don't think, I don't think that it even requires a person to be there and present. But let's say it does. You've been making French fries for a hundred years. How hard can it fucking be? How did you stay into in business all this time? You know, before you had machines, loving, caring machines to do this, to, to bring us to per, the perfect French fry. How did we do it before? I just, I, you know, I, I kind of take offense. What they need to do is just say, yeah, we people cost more money. We're sick of this shit. Uh, we we save money everywhere. We we don't have to pay overtime. We don't have we don't have to pay them. And there's no HR yet. <laughs> One of these days, these robots are going to become self-aware, and the, 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 I wish I were around to see that. What's wrong with Amber's mitochondria, Robo? <laughs> Was there? Let's see what Tank says. Tank says they can't reprogram the machines, so they try to reprogram us. Prophetic. I totally agree. I am worried about Amber's mitochondria. Oh, Amber says my mitochondria isn't functioning well. Well, Amber, it's your lucky day. If that's really true, this... um. Thomas Seafried, author of the tremendous groundbreaking book, Cancer is a Metabolic Disease. Um, if you want mitochondria health, well, two things you can do. Two, two uh, quick, quick paths to better mitochondria health. One, ketogenic diet. So go low carb. But the ultimate is actually uh, fasting. Water fasting. So if you combine the two, Bada bing. You're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be complaining about your mitochondria on my show anytime ever after. Sorry, Robo, that you had to type that again. Uh, mitochondria is the energy source of the cell, correct? Yes, essentially. And, uh, what Seafried proves, and of course, the, the tra tragedy is this was actually understood, I think, in the 40s or some shit. I think it was Warburg that actually was the scientist that figured this all out. And he was on his way, well on his way. There was basically one piece that Seyfried added uh, that I think it was Warburg didn't have yet. But, I mean, he was well on his way, and the whole industry 
just said, no, no, it's genetics. It's genetics. We're going to look at genes. Well, it's not genetics. Yeah, the mitochondria is the uh, energy center of the cell. And what happens with cancer cells is they, uh, they switch... Uh, uh, they, they use, they switch to fermentation. There's really two ways you can get energy, I guess. And the cancer cells use fermentation. So it's a, it's a lack of oxygen and they, uh, use glucose. They ferment glucose to get their energy. That's what a cancer cell will do. Wait, we need story time with uncle Tony. What is that? Is that something I used to do? Oh, what am I doing wrong then? Because I do both. Well, what what makes you think you have uh, uh, a bad mitochondria? How do you know they're not functioning well? Tell me more. Maybe. I don't know, Amber. Oh, my God. Hey, disclaimer. I'm not a medical person. I'm not giving medical advice. I don't know shit. Finally, Robo's trying to save me. I think Amber was joking. Whatever. Bucking Bronco. So anyway, the White Castle Fry thing, it's just more our robot overlords, you know, coming to get us. I was, I, I didn't like that article. What time is it? 726. Screw it. Let's switch over to the mailbag, see what's in there. Happy hump day, everyone. Hey, I want to remind you, anyone that wants to write in, to the mailbag, just send it to uh, the email address is Chicago Tony V like vegetable at gmail.com, and your mail will get on the show if it's reasonable. It'll get on the show eventually. Okay, it's taking us. We're a little little backlogged. Let's do some damage today. Um, dear Tony, I'm a sophomore in college, and I'm going going to be. Those three words are in caps. Going to be a gymnastics coach for a career. So I think this person is very determined. That's why that was capitalized. This is my guess. I'm going to be a gymnastics coach for a career. I can't wait. It's the passion of my life. In the meantime, though, my grades are suffering because I'm taking classes that have nothing to do with gymnastics. Why do I need to take a history class when I'm going to be a gymnastics coach? My parents are giving me all sorts of shit about my grades, which only stresses me out more. I worry about the effect these non-related courses will have on my GPA and so my career. I feel trapped. I don't know if you have any ideas, but at least I got my feelings out. This is from Kelly from Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington, Indiana. So you got to be going to good old IU. So you're going to be a gymnastics instructor. You're at uh, Indiana University. That That's my alma mater, as a matter of, matter of fact. Plumber's in the house. Good morning, plumber. All right, so Kelly, uh, thank you for your letter. All right, so you want to be a gymnastics instructor, which is great. I always admire people that know, they know darn well what they want to do even when they're young this is great this is an advantage uh now the thing is okay so why why are you taking a history class when you're going to be a gymnastics instructor i would answer it this way kelly 
Um, because you're, you need to be a somewhat well-rounded human being. Okay. This is really, this is not about a career. This is about being a good human and a good citizen. Now, unfortunately, you know, I went to IU, right? But I could say it about 99% of other, other colleges, whatever. Now, the, unfortunately, the history stuff you're getting is mostly bullshit, right? So if you really want to really know history, it's going to take a lot more work. You don't strike me as the kind of person that is probably going to do that. You want to you wanna, uh, perfect your uh, triple twirl half pike, right? Off the balance beam, which is fine. God love you. But I'm saying don't disparage. You got to be well-rounded. That's number one. And then number two, Tank Tank is on to something here. Tank says, your GPA doesn't matter for your career. My buddy is a nurse and said they want their medication and have never asked about his GPA. Yes, you're going to be a gymnastics instructor. What, where is the scenario where you're trying you're trying to get a job in gymnastics instructor instructing? And they're going to be like, okay, but uh, uh, looks great. You got great experience. You did. You, you, you had a great career yourself, you know, but how did you do in calculus? <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's not the way the world works, Kelly. No one's going to ask you your GPA. And, uh, you know, it is the way it is. Um, <laughs> tell little Emily to do a somersault and shut the fuck up, says Tank. <laughs> right. I mean, now I don't mean this disparaging to Kelly. But your job is mostly, depending upon what age group you're coaching, but most of your job is going to be babysitting. Okay, so I mean, I mean that in the in a loving way. I'm not trying to be disparaging. I think I I admire you for knowing what career you want to do. But all I'm saying is, you know, no no one's going to be like, uh, how'd you do on that social studies test? No, that doesn't exist. Now I I I realize that your parents are all freaked out. That's what parents do. They think that grades matter because what else What else are they going to do? And it is what it is. Kelly, good luck. I hope I, I helped you in some way. I figure probably not, but maybe. Anyway, go IU. Hopefully they have a good basketball season this year. Okay, next letter. Hey, Big Diesel. You might be my guy for an inside tip or two. If you had to pick up an altcoin... To be the next Ethereum Doge, is that the Doge thing? Doge, D-O-G-E, uh, etc. Which would you buy if you had to pick an altcoin to be the next Ethereum Doge, etc. Which would you buy? I know you got contacts that know what's up. I want you to spill them beans, Big Diesel. <laughs> I got to seriously get to the next level as soon as pos. Does that mean as soon as possible? I assume it does. I'm sick of eating at Hardee's, bro. On the for real. This is from... <laughs> this is from Special K. <laughs> well, um, were your parents a big fan of cereal? 
Wait a minute. I think I know a beautiful medic that might love Special K. Am I right? All the pepperonis are talking about the weather. This must be the most boring mailbag ever. Uh, my friend Special K, thank you for your letter. <laughs> and uh, probably because, I, I mean, maybe you can tell already, I'm not a crypto guy. I'm not going to be able to help you. But I'm going to give you a person like you. And God love you for having uh, you want to get ahead. All right. I'm going to give you what I think is some very valuable advice. I'm going to tell it like it is, all right? Uh, what you should probably be doing is, uh, and, the, and and this is an investment, straight up investment. I'm not even kidding. You need to be, you need to take whatever extra money you can scrounge together and buy uh, cans of tuna and boxes of spaghetti. Now, that seems like bullshit and I'm not, and it seems like I'm talking down to you. I'm not. It's a hedge against inflation, which is already here. It's getting worse. If you're if you're reading between the lines that all this supply chain shit is fucking everything up. So I mean, why do you really? Why do you want to hit it big with uh, the next altcoin? It's because you want to be able to eat, right? Right, Special K. <laughs> okay, that's really what it is. Um, so you want to eat okay so I'm giving you a shortcut to that buy it now while it still exists hide some tuna and spaghetti under your bed and thank your lucky stars that you wrote in to me no one's going to be able to tell you what's the next big altcoin oh I was right Robo Kitty says Special K is my favorite cereal. See how attentive and interested I am in Robo Kitty. Um Oh, here's something interesting from Tank. Tank says I saw new a news story that uh, said they are training teens to be truck drivers. I mean that they got to train somebody. You know? I mean, oh, Plumber says the stores were empty pretty much here Monday. Where are you again, Plumber? I can't remember. That's interesting. I was at the store the other day, and there, you know, certain certain areas are a little, a little scant. Lady letter carrier just says don't, <laughs> and then she says it again, don't. Oh, I don't really care for tuna. <laughs> All right. No problem, lady. It's good to know. See, I'm going to tuck that away in my brain, just like I remembered Robo loves Special K. I'm going to remember Lady Letter Carrier does not care for tuna. So at our, our first in-person Monster Jam, right? Pepperoni Monster Jam. I'm going to make sure it's not all tuna. I assume maybe, is it all fish in general? You know, speaking of fish, I've really been on a fish kick. It's been it's been insane. North Carolina plumber. Plumbers in North Carolina and the shelves are scant. 
Oh, Big Jojo 2020, welcome to the show. Big Jojo says, having an 18-year-old behind a big rig doesn't sound safe. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you. Um, what sounds less safe is uh, not having things delivered at all. That sounds pretty less safe. So my feeling is like, if this is all we can do is get a teenager behind the wheel, I say, okay, let's let's go do it. Oh my gosh, Plummer says his wife had to go to three stores to get groceries in North Carolina. That's some scary shit. Plummer, are you, um, how, like, uh, urban versus rural are you? Because one of the things I've heard is the, the stores in the outskirts, they're really thinning out. Like, they're not getting the, uh, they're, they're bringing the supplies, concentrating the supplies to the cities is what I've heard. Lady Letter uh, Carrier likes fried cod, shrimp, scallops. You know, I had some shrimp yesterday. I have a uh, uh, beautiful dear friend who was talking about shrimp the other day. And it put it in my brain. And then so I bought some shrimp. Let's see. Lady Letter Carrier says, geez, what's up with that? That sounds really Orwellian. Um... Yeah, remains to be seen. We'll see. Anyway, did I answer this letter now? I've totally lost my place. Oh, yeah. Just buy... It doesn't have to be tuna. Buy spam, buy tuna, buy, buy, buy a can of manwich shit. I don't know. Can of chili, something. Protein. And pasta. Now, I'm a low-carb guy. But we're talking about shit hits the fan situation, okay? All right, Special K. <laughs> All right. All right. Did your parents name you Special K, or is this something that emerged later in life? I hope, like Christ, it's the latter. Dear Tony, can you suggest any great books that deliver that life-changing perspective uh, in other words, what books do you remember reading where you were never the same afterwards? Love the show. This is from Kip from Troy, Ohio. Well, I got one right next to me. I'm a big fan. Cancer as a Metabolic Disease by Thomas Seyfried. Okay. Um, what's another one? Uh, and I've talked about it a little bit before. The Underground History of American Education by John Taylor Gatto. Once again, that's The Underground History of American Education by John Taylor Gatto. Every American or even every Westerner should read that book. It is life-changing. Um, what's another book? Um, there's one called Bury Me Standing. Bury Me Standing. That was kind of life-changing for me. I can't remember the author, but it's about gypsies. It's about the history of gypsies and kind of how they live. And I just found it. It was one of the most uplifting, wonderful books. Bury Me Standing. Um, so those are ones that come to mind. Um, trying to think of anything else. There's a book uh, called... The Rise and Fall of Diamonds. 
The Rise and Fall of Diamonds by Epstein. It's about the uh, this guy took a real close look at the diamond industry and uh, proved it's fascinating. These things are worthless. <laughs> they're they're we are made to believe that they are um, super rare and they're like totally not. They have so many diamonds stored up. They could they don't have to dig another diamond up for like the next two thousand years. Fascinating book. Okay, how are we doing on time? 7.40. I got to eke out 20 more minutes of some sort of entertainment. Let me see what's in the... Does anyone else have any book? Tank says the instruction book of life. All right, so Plummer, getting back to this we're all starving topic. Plummer says, so I'm on the outskirts of heavily populated areas. People are moving here faster than the infrastructure can keep up outskirts of heavily populated so they're kind of trying to get out of the cities plumber i that seems to be a real big trend and frankly i mean it's something it's something i'm thinking about too lady says plumber that makes sense i bet your schools are overwhelmed yeah i i mean if a bunch of people are switching up the demographics yeah that's going to take a while especially during this whole you know, supply chain stuff. Uh, yeah, and la so Lady says, yes, the diamond cartel makes it an artificial shortage. This is this is true. The book is fascinating. The Rise and Fall of Diamonds by Epstein. Those It, it was the De Beers cartel. And, uh, I mean, you would never believe it's true, but he, he walks you through it, and it's actually true. They were able to basically take this worldwide supply of diamonds, which, as I said, they are, I mean, you don't even have to dig for these damn things in certain parts of the world. They were able to just funnel all that stuff down into literally one building, I think in South Africa. They, they were able to get the, uh, uh, for all intents and purposes, the entire diamond supply filtered into one freaking, it was like a six story building. And then diamond merchants would have to buy from that building. The world supply. It's a crazy story. Everyone has to read it. Ooh. Tank says there will be a max mass exodus in Chicago if they drop the work for Chicago. Love in Chicago rule. Oh, yeah. So right now, if you work for the city or whatever, you have to live in the city. Is that what you're saying? Look where the police live, says Lady, as close to the burbs as possible. Yep. This is just, you know, an ongoing challenge. I can't... I, I want the world to be boring again. It's it's very not boring right now. Let's see. Uh, okay, dear Tony, I'm a year into practicing law, and I'm finding that I absolutely hate it. It's not at all like what I had envisioned. The problem is, my wife stood by me all through law school and supported me all those years. We've racked up a ton of debt. Every ounce of my soul wants to get out and do something else, but I just can't bring myself to even mention it to my wife. What do I do? Any ideas? This is from Rob from Louisville, Kentucky. That's a tough one, Robbie. That's a tough one. 
Now, I mean, I'll just say, now this is with my personality and my my way of thinking and whatever. I could never imagine even considering law. <laughs> it's just not how I'm wired. You know, anything where someone has to bury their head in books and papers and documents for so long, it just doesn't appeal to me. But that's beside the point. There was obviously something you wanted to do. It. You had this vision. You're obviously smart. You got through law school. You're a practicing attorney for, what'd you say, a year? Um, really sucks that you hate it. But, I mean, I would kind of say, um, for me, I would say uh, I, I agree with... Um, you know, I'm glad you haven't just bailed on this thing and just told your wife tough shit. So you have a conscience. You you have this sense of kind of what's fair. Um, and I agree with Plummer. Plummer says, uh, you're stuck, buddy. Time to tighten your suspenders and make some dough. I mean, yes, yeah, sort of. But what I would say is um, there are, because you're a smart person, right? Someone that gets through law school, it means you're smart. So there are going to be other ways that you can make the kind of income that you're making now. So all is not lost. But I do think you're going to have to go through this process of hanging in there. Okay, you gotta don't don't go don't quit your job and go work at Trader Joe's in the checkout. Okay. Don't do that. Stick with it help keep paying off that debt and uh, maybe network with other people. They, I mean, lawyers who realize they hate the law, they, they're a dime a dozen. There have to, you have to have other smart friends who got out and did something else lucrative ish. And, uh, you know, so all is not lost. Puts it, be creative. Give it your best shot. Stick to it. But don't bail. Don't bail. Good luck, Rob. Okay. Let's see what else we got. Dear Tony, just being honest, I'm young and I don't understand girls yet. But I'm extremely interested. <laughs> like, I don't know how to ask a girl to be your girlfriend. Is there a way to say it to improve the odds that they will say yes. I'm not the best looking guy, but I'm somewhere in the middle. Any advice would be a great help. This is from Chaz D. That's got to be one of the sweetest letters I've ever gotten. Chaz. (laughs) Oh man, with a name like Chaz, I mean, you're supposed to be the name Chaz, you're supposed to be really, really with it, uh, uh, right? You're you're not supposed to have any problems with the girls. So I guess what I'm saying, Chaz, is you have um, your name is an advantage. You've already got a, a name that's going to set you apart a little bit. When girls hear the name Chaz, they want to be able to say to their friends, Chaz, Chaz asked me out. Chaz wants to go to the movies. You know, it's not bad. It's not bad. But as I'm sure you know, Chaz, that's not the whole story. All right? If it were just a name, I'd be showered in women, right? Who wouldn't want to go go out with the big diesel, right? I'm just saying. 
But uh, in all seriousness, okay. Does he? Does Chance say how old he is? Let's see. I'm young and I don't understand girls yet. Well, okay, so he doesn't say how old. Well, Chaz, I hope you're looking forward to being old and not understanding how girls work. But you're going to understand a little better. But here's here's my advice. And grain of salt. Grain of salt. Okay. I'm I'm no uh Casanova, okay? No. I'm like the Sean Dunstan of whatever boyfriends whatever okay I've got a very low batting average I'm good enough to be in the majors I've got something to offer but I'm no uh, I'm no Barry Bonds okay now that we have this out of the way I'm I'm gonna point out one of uh, ladies comments which is I think I think we're getting we're right on she says Chaz just be friends first Okay, so yes, what I'm, uh, this idea, I, I'm trying to think back to when I, my girlfriends, right? How did it work? Well, it wasn't like a transaction. It wasn't like a conversation. It's something that just sort of happened over time. So what you're trying to do is you're just, uh, what it's really about, Chaz, is you're trying to just move in the right direction. Okay. So it's not, you don't come right out and say, uh, will you be my girlfriend? No, it's not how, um, it's, it's, um, how would it really look? It's like, uh, you know, that new Venom movie looks kind of interesting. You want, I'm going Friday night. You want to go? It's stuff like that. You're just kind of inching forward. It's inching forward. And uh, when someone is your girlfriend, it's something that you just realize. You realize over time. It becomes kind of obvious. All right? So don't sweat. How does this happen? It's not an on and off switch. The on and off switches are the little steps along the way. Can I uh, get her to have a coffee with me? Does she want to chat on the phone for a little bit? You know, little texts back and forth. How was your day? You're trying to, you're trying to subvert your way into her life, okay? To where she just doesn't realize it until it's too late that you're a, a part of her life, right? So there are little steps, little milestones along the way. Don't worry about a conversation with a contract. That's that's not how it works. Tank says, give her a note that says, "Do you like me?" Check yes or no. <laughs> I mean, we don't know how old Chaz is, so maybe that might be effective depending upon their ages. Oh my God, that's so funny. (laughs) So I do think that's a sweet letter though. And Chaz, by the way, everyone's confused about love, okay? That's normal. That's the normal state of affairs. It's a wonderful, marvelous, mysterious thing. And through most of your life, it's going to piss you off. That's the way it is. Spice of life. But there are going to be moments that make it all worthwhile. All the bullshit is worthwhile. You'll have these little moments where it's like, I'll be goddamn. This is why I went through all that shit for this moment right here, right here. 
And then about five minutes later, your lady's going to be like, would you take your shoes off, you know, before you come into the living room? Shit like that. And then you'll be right back to, why the fuck did I do this? Okay, next letter. Dear Tony, I'm 20 years old and in college. I've been dating my girlfriend for one year now. I think she is amazing. I mean, I really, really love her. The thing is, I think she deserves better than me. Like, I'm not even joking. I look at the two of us and I can honestly say she should be with someone much better. The thing is, I can't let go of her. I can't get myself to the place where I can break up with her. I think breaking up would be the honorable thing to do. Have you ever been in this situation? Uh, This is from Brad from Michigan. Have I ever been in a situation where I'm dating a girl where I, and I'm thinking she deserves better than me? <laughs> no, Brad, no, but that's just me. Dude, I think you, 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 you sound like a pretty intense person. Some people, I, well, I'm one of the, I'm very hard on myself. Okay. In my heart of hearts, it seems like you're very hard on yourself. It seems like you're taking this all a little bit too seriously, especially you're a college dude. Just take, just take a breath. Just take a breath. And Plumber is right. Plumber is right. Relationships will not work out if you're always thinking you're not good enough. This is absolutely true. This won't work. This will not work long term, Brad from Michigan, okay? So this ain't going to work. Tank has a very good comment. Make yourself better. Quit being a pussy. This is, yes, this is the essence. Robo Kitty totally agrees. And yes, Lady is noticing that I'm getting a lot of uh, letters about love today. Tony's advice to the lovelorn. Yes, so this is, Brad, this is not, this, okay, so this is about you. I think, in my opinion. Now, I mean, she's your girlfriend right now. Okay, so you must, you must have, there must be some reason. Okay. And you really care about her. Are there profanity settings on the chat? Lady letter carrier, this is hilarious. If there are, then you're not going to be able to read half of Tank's comments. Plumber says, keep it up or she will dump you. I think that's true. So we got to, this... You got to change your your mindset. Now, I will say, I'm a believer in intuition. Okay, so so what I'm saying is, your this intuition, it's talking to you, right? Oh, she she could do better and all that stuff. Uh, may sound weird, but there's probably a little bit of truth in that. And but what you need to do then is do something about that. It just get back gets back to what Tank said. Now it's very hard to do, but fucking change yourself. This is about changing yourself. You're if you if you bail from this thing and don't face it with a girl that you say you love, you speak very highly of, first of all, it's it's gonna eat at you. <laughs> Plumber says, Dr. Tony now taking patient 15. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Um. Anyway, if you bail on this girl for this reason, oh, she could do better. I know she could do better. That's fucked up. That's gonna eat eat at you forever. Face it head on. Now you have this intuition. She could do better. Why? What needs to change in you? You know, within the realm of possibility. I think for relationships, what you're trying to do is be the best you you can be. Be the best you you can be. That's it. So like for me, okay, if I'm trying to be the best me I can be, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be, um, I'm not gonna have the expectation, right, that I need to be some sort of GQ model. It's just not gonna happen. That's not me, right? But there's all sorts of other shit that I can do to be the best me, to take care of myself, to try and be healthy, to try and have like a, 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 a healthy, balanced life, you know? So that, so that when that right person comes along where you say, oh my gosh, I can't stop thinking about that person. Now you have, you have something to offer. You have some, now you're already in the relationship. Okay, so time's a waste and don't worry about her so much. Worry about yourself. Tank says, if you bail, you'll rethink it for years and have regret of what could have been. This is totally true. This is what I'm saying. Plumber says, the younger generations seem to make dating a lot harder than it has to be. A lot of truth in that. I don't begrudge them. Can you imagine dating? I mean, if, if I'm a, let's say I'm a high schooler and I'm, which means I'm surrounded by pornography, right? I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you approach dating it with that? I, it's, everyone has to be so fucked in the head. Excuse my French. Anyway, let's see. Oh, 758. What do you know? Let's see. Do I have, let's get another letter. Uh, dear Tony, what are you do, uh, going to do with yourself when you are done building your podcasting empire? How long do you think you will stick with this? This is from Alan F. From Greensboro, North Carolina. Plumber, did you say you're near, are you near there? Greensboro, North Carolina. You said wh where you were near and now I can't remember. That would be so weird if we got a letter from right where, near where you are. Uh, okay, what am I going to do when I'm done building my podcasting empire? Well, I hope rest a little bit. I would like to do some fishing. I would like to play some golf. Um, I would, uh, I mean, I don't know. How long am I going to do this? I don't really know. I mean, I really enjoy this. I, this is something I'm compelled to do for some weird reason. I'm enjoying it. It gives me something new to master which is really good. And so, shoot. I mean, presumably, maybe I'll never stop totally. But there's, you know, I've already done this. I'm coming up on a solid year. You know, two, we will have done over 200 episodes in my first year of doing this shit. And um, Plumber's 40 miles north of Charlotte says lady letter carrier I don't really know 
Oh, that's 40, 45 minutes east of me, says Plummer. That's weird. It's pretty close, Greensboro. All right, Alan F. Uh, yeah, I don't know how long I'll do it. Um, I'm having a great time. I'm making all sorts of lovely friends. This is so I have no plans of stopping anytime soon. I'll put it that way. I could see myself doing this for, I mean, decades, really. Okay, uh, dear Tony, longtime lurker in the live stream, and I just wanted you to know that I see your face thinning out a bit over these last few weeks. Whatever you are doing, keep it up. Your energy seems good, too. This is from Alice from Downers Grove, Illinois. Downers Grove, Illinois. That's the hood. That's the old neighborhood. I think the... Uh, isn't... Some of you Chicago people, isn't Downers Grove where uh, the Omega restaurant is? On Ogden there? That was my go-to place to take dates back in the day. Plumbers in Statesville, North Carolina. Anyway, um, thank you. That's great to hear. You think you feel like my face is thinning out a little bit. And, you know, I think it is too. I see it in the mirror. Um, my, uh, uh, you know, I got my top button button today. I know you guys love, just love when I do that. Let me turn off this phone call graphic thing. Um, so... Yeah, I feel like uh, it's going good. It's What am I doing? It's the keto, right? <clears throat> the secret, my secret is just listen to what RoboKitty says. That's my big secret. And uh, thank you for noticing, though. That's great, I guess, whatever. Let's see if I can, we'll see if I can keep it going. You know, I haven't had, like, I haven't had sugar for like three weeks. I maybe haven't had processed food. I think depending upon how you look at it. For like three weeks. I do. I feel great. I'm feeling really good. Let's do one more letter. Dear Tony. In response to a letter about whether or not to tell mom. Who is in a nursing home with dementia. About the sale of her house. I totally agree there is no need to tell her the details. She won't understand or retain anyway. When in that condition, it's best to simply be pleasant and act positive. They are looking to clues in you, such as tone of voice and body language, to feel like everything is okay. God bless everyone who is suffering in this way. This is from Janine K. Yeah, so that was a letter yesterday. This lady, had, her mom is in the nursing home. She has dementia. And they have to sell the mom's house. And the mom's asking about the house. How's the house doing? Yeah, my advice yesterday was don't you don't have to tell her you're selling the house. Just lie to her. So Janine agrees. I think all the pepperonis were saying that yesterday too. Well, see you, Tank. Have a good day, buddy. Oh, Plumber says, before long, Tony, you will be buying new shirts. Yeah, you know what? I was, of course, with the changeover of the seasons anyway. I might have been doing some of that anyway. I was actually before the before the show this morning. I was kicking around on the internet. It's like, where am I going to get some stuff? We'll see. Um, it's been great. Thank you guys for putting up with this faux pas. Now I got to spend time today figuring out why can't I live stream on Reddit? This should be interesting. Lord knows what I'm going to find out. 
Um, hopefully it's just a problem on their end and I'm not persona non grata. Is that the right term? I don't know. Anyway, I love you guys and I like you guys. It's an absolute privilege to be able to do this. Thank you, lady, for your nice comments. You have a great day, too. Oh, enjoy your day off, too. Enjoy it. Okay. I will see you guys. Same bad time. Same bad place. I'm not sure. I'll be live streaming one way or another. If Reddit will work, I'm going to do Reddit tomorrow. And if not, I'll be on this. And uh, Vinny had better start sweating bullets. I think this went pretty okay for doing this by myself. All right. Less stress, even. Anyway, I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. In the meantime, I want to remind you, don't take any shit from anybody. Adios.